Hello and welcome to Reactives Beyond the Byline podcast. I am Evikiori and this week we are talking about ECOFIN. EU finance ministers met on February 14th in Brussels to exchange views on the economic governance review. What did the Commission propose on the reform of the EU governance framework? Why is it essential to combine national plans and a common European framework? And why is there a division between the southern and the northern European countries? To break down what was discussed and what can we expect moving forward with the talks on financial framework, I'm joined by a senior fellow at the economic think tank, Bruegel, Gregory Clays, and Euractiv's Economy and Jobs editor, Janos Allenbachaman. And Janos, starting with you, EU ministers met on Tuesday to exchange views on the economic governance review and the plan to reform the existing framework. So could you break it down for us? What does this mean exactly and what was the focus of their talks? The economic governance framework is basically about coordinating the the economic policies of the different member states. And a big part of this is managing the public debt levels of member states. Um, Because in the Eurozone, if member states become too strongly indebted uh, and cannot pay back their debt, uh, they cannot do things that countries um, outside the the Eurozone can do. Uh, A country that has its sovereign monetary policy um, could, for example, devalue its currency to lower its debt burden, which would also help its, uh, its export industry and then kind of stabilize things a bit. In the Eurozone, no country has this flexibility. So a default of a country would endanger the stability of of the entire Eurozone. Um, That is why the EU has given itself quite strict fiscal rules, um, fiscal rules that basically should ensure that debts do not become too high. The problem is that this basically has not really worked. Um, the, The rules were very strict and, and numerical, and they actually led countries to lower their, their investment spending, which then in the long run lowered economic growth. And uh, this meant that relative to their economic performance, debt levels have continued to rise um, in many of the most indebted countries like Italy, um, while the economic performance and labor markets w- were miserable. Um, That is why the Commission wanted to reform these rules even before uh, the pandemic. But when the pandemic hit, the the Commission triggered the the so-called general escape clause, meaning that the fiscal rules were not applied for some time to allow member states to react to the pandemic and now also to the uh, energy crisis. This general escape clause is still applied, so we are not currently following the the fiscal rules. Um, But this also meant that public debt rose even more in this time and returning to these old fiscal rules was getting ever more irrealistic, especially for, for the highly indebted countries, of course. So past November, the commission set out its general ideas uh, of how it wanted to reform the fiscal rules. Um, and that is what member state uh, finance ministers were discussing this week in Brussels. I think we can say that we have uh, some important elements Uh, where uh, an agreement uh, is uh, taking uh, place. Said European Commissioner for Economy, Paolo Gentiloni. Uh, From one side, the need to have 
a more uh, gradual path of reduction of the debt combined with uh, growth enhancing um, investments and reforms to have sustainable uh, debt in the future. Janos, Mr. Gentiloni stressed the importance of having sustainable debts in the future. So what did the Commission propose regarding the fiscal rules? So what the Commission now proposes is to go away from these strict uh, numerical rules that have to be applied in the same way for everybody, because this clearly has not worked. Instead, it wants to go towards individual debt reduction paths in which countries can themselves propose how they want to reduce debt levels in the medium term. Uh, they have to do this in, in coordination with the Commission. And this would give countries more flexibility to also do costly investments uh, or reforms that could boost economic growth in uh, in the long term, um, even though they might lead to short-term deficits. Like, for example, investing in, in infrastructure for, for the green transition, uh, this will require a lot of money, but in the end it would probably boost the, the economy. Um, however, it is not trivial to to determine which of these reforms, which of these investments will actually lead to debt reduction path. So this gives a lot of power and responsibility to the Commission and to its analysis uh, over whether whether a national plan would actually lead to to lower debt levels in, in the in the long term. And not all the countries have, let's say, the confidence in in the in the Commission that it would be uh, either that, that it would be correct in its assessment or that it would be strict enough also to, to member states. Uh, they fear that uh, some member states could just use this um, to do whatever they want and basically tell the commission, well, yeah, in the long run, probably this will lower debt levels. And Gregory, coming to you, you've pushed the commission yourself as a, an independent observer to reform the fiscal rules. Why are you so adamant on that? And what was the last time the existing rules uh, were changed? The current fiscal rules that were um, basically changed for the last time during the euro crisis, they don't work very well. So a lot of people have been uh, advocating for a change in fiscal rules. So independent observers, uh, now the Commission, also um, an institution called the European Fiscal Board that advises the, the Commission on this topic, and many European member states, uh, France, Italy, Spain, uh, have been pushing to change the rules for some time now. The main reason why we want to, to change rule and what the why the Commission has proposed to change rule is because they want to move away from micromanaging a yearly uh, deficit, and in particular, since 2012, yearly structural deficit, which is the, the, the deficit of a country when you take away the cycle. So basically where the deficit would be if you were not in a crisis or if you were not uh, in a overeating. There have been a lot of mistakes that have been uh, made, in particular, um, at the beginning, uh, when, when they were imposed at the beginning, so for instance in 2012, 2013, 2014, uh, the, the Commission was making a lot of mistakes about where the structural deficit was. And so it was recommending some policies that were wrong. Basically, it recommended to do uh, uh, more fiscal consolidation. It, it, it recommended to do a lot of austerity at a time where it was not needed. And this is because the fiscal rules were bad. 
So, so because of those flaws of the fiscal rules, um, the commission was making also flawed recommendation. Uh, and, and this is problematic and, and countries have been uh, complaining about that. The existing fiscal rules are outdated and are based on variables that are not observable regarding to the structural deficit. If we don't change them this year, next year, the flawed, bad, uh, old fiscal rules will come back and we don't know what, what they will lead to. Actually, I think uh, they could be problematic because they could be too constraining for some countries who have uh, increased their debt a lot during COVID. So I think it's really important that we arrive to an agreement. You're listening to Euractiv's Beyond the Byline podcast. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter on euractiv.com slash newsletters. And if you want to expand your knowledge in other fields, you can listen to our tech podcast and our agri-food podcast. And if you have any comments or ideas, you can drop a line at podcast at euractiv.com. And the second important thing that was mentioned by Mr. Gentiloni is having a midterm approach by combining national plans and a common framework. We have all uh, clarity on the need to have a midterm approach to uh, our uh, debt sustainability path. Uh, we have to go on on the discussion on the relation between the uh, approach. Uh, based on uh, national plans, which is important also for the enforcement of the rules and the need of a common framework, because we can't have national plans decided uh, without any common framework. So the balance between national plans and common framework is uh, something where we, have to, we need some progress in our discussion. Having said this, my call is to Um, make this progress. But what does this mean on a national and EU level for member states? In comparison to, to the old fiscal rules, is basically um, there every, every year you have to apply these rules, you have to have uh, certain, uh, like, um, you cannot have structural deficits, this kind of stuff. Um, and there he says, well, if you have a plan, uh, For example, for for inde highly indebted countries, it would be they have they can have a plan over four years, and after four years, they this would have to lead to debt reduction. But within these four years, they have some leeway to actually do some reforms, to do investments, even if that um, requires more money. Um, so he thinks we have to think a little bit more in the medium term, or even in the long term, to actually get down these debt levels and to also this means a focus on economic growth because the way we we measure like debt levels is always debt levels uh, over gdp so what the classic the, the 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 way before was to just focus on the debt levels they have to be very small that's why we don't want deficits and everything um but if you make this too small you you can stifle economic growth so the the lower part of this equation the the gdp and if this is too slow the whole debt levels relative to gdp is actually rising and it's basically a miserable situation for the economy to be in because you have unemployment and everything so by focusing more on the medium term by focusing on economic growth um 
you you want to kind of encourage a, a more uh, sane base <laughs> or, or a more healthy relation to to the fiscal rules. And Janos, while you're explaining this, you're already referring to the distinction between two, the two blocks, the Southern European uh, countries and the Northern European countries. Why do we have this separation? I think a lot of it is is, is historic. Uh, it's the way a, a country works. Some countries have tried to be very strict with their um, spending and to have a very stable currency as well, like Germany. Uh, they have uh, really, yeah, they have tried to do it like this. Others, like Italy, they have more focused on on investing or on spending money. And then they they used to be able, uh, back in the days, to to kind of devalue the lira, which which worked for them. It, there are two, two different kinds of styles, but now they are in the same system. And being in the same system, uh, this requires the them to kind of adapt to each other, which is very difficult. Um, and it is also tinged with some moral discussions because, for example, in Germany, uh, this is very, for, for some in the political class, this is very deeply felt. Uh, debts are something that are morally wrong. Uh, it's not good to have debt. Um, so... So they, for them, it's hard to see that sometimes, yeah, it's it's actually a good idea to uh, to invest a lot of money in something and to to take up debt for this. So I think there's a lot of there is moral arguments, there is like historical reasons for why we have this division, and they are now clashing in the EU because they kind of have to find a way to 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 work together. Gregory, where do these two blocks clash? What are the northern and the southern European countries afraid of? The Northern European countries are still afraid uh, that the fiscal policy in the South would be too lax. And therefore, they are afraid that if, um, if, if there is uh, a debt sustainability analysis by the Commission, that the Commission will just discuss with the country and agree with the country and, and, and allow them to be quite lax. Um, while the South... Uh, basically, they, they think that the old rules were, were bad and, and were flawed and were not leading to the optimal fiscal policy, uh, and therefore they want to change them. So basically, the main problem between the two group of countries is the same as the ones that we have had for years, is lack of trust between between the two countries. And basically, northern country, they don't trust the South, but they also don't trust the Commission to do uh, its, its job well. That's the main problem that we have at the moment. So, Janos, what's the future? What can we expect moving forwards with these talks? So, the EU Commission wants to, uh, like, urges the the member states to to make progress. They are still, they seem to be quite far apart still. Um, what they want, they want the the member states to agree on the general principles. In, in March, so that they can come out with the uh, the legislative proposal in at the end of March or early April, um, because the 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 proposal then still has to be approved uh, officially by the member states and by the uh, the Parliament. So this will take some time, and the Commission is paramount that it does not want to. Um, to set out the fiscal rules by the ways of the general 
escape clause for another year. And member states, they have to basically do their budgets now for, for the next year. So they need to have some kind of guidance for where, where this, this is going. So we need this rather, uh, rather soon. What makes the discussion now, I think, even more interesting and probably also more difficult um, is that we have this whole discussion about how to react to the Inflation Reduction Act and how to subsidize um, industries in uh, how to subsidize like the, the green transition. And there, a lot of countries are fearing that because um, Germany has most financial firepower, that they can just uh, subsidize everything they want and kind of uh, take away uh, business from the other uh, from other member states and kind of tilt the the level playing field uh, in in their favor. So this is also something that will be quite intensely discussed in March when EU leaders meet uh, in Brussels again. Thank you very much. I am Evi Kiori and this was Euractiv's Beyond the Byline podcast. Visit Euractiv for the latest news and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on your favorite podcasting app. This episode was produced by myself with the help of Janos Allenbachaman. Thank you for listening.